Hello, I'm Katie Thistleton and I'm very excited to bring you another episode of UCAS Choices Getting Ahead with Apprenticeships. Today you'll hear everything you need to know about nursing degree apprenticeships. And in this episode, I'm joined by Sean Kershaw from the University of Bolton, Sam Lignelli from Gloucestershire Hospital's NHS Foundation Trust and Dimple Patel, a nursing degree apprentice working for the NHS. You'll find out about what type of work you'll do, what skills you'll gain, and the main differences between an apprenticeship and a traditional degree, which is exactly where we should start, I think. So, Sean, I'm going to begin with you. What actually is the difference between studying nursing as a degree apprenticeship or doing a traditional degree in nursing? Well, a degree apprenticeship is really about you're, you're employed and you're actually living the job. And uh, as a, a traditional degree, it doesn't really have that in a sense. Uh, but with an apprenticeship degree, you live in the job, you're there, you're learning on the job, you're learning from your colleagues, you're experiencing so much about the workplace and what your job in the future will be. It's a great advantage. It's a sort of like supercharged career progress uh, in a sense. I'm going to hold my hands up and say, I had no idea that you could do a degree apprenticeship in nursing. I presumed that there was everyone went down the same route when they when they try and get into nursing, but that's not the case. No, it's not. No, you've got a traditional degree route and you've got an apprenticeship route. And the apprenticeship route is the one that is generally going to be the one that is probably going to be available for most people now um, in terms of how trusts and NHS trusts use their monies and their levies. They have an apprenticeship levy, so they're really trying to sustain their workforce through an apprenticeship route now. Well, it sounds like a great idea. Dimple, this is something that you're doing at the moment. So tell us what it's like. How many days do you work versus study? Do you go onto campus when you do your studying or do you do it from home? How does it work? Yeah, so I uh, do one shift a week on my home ward. Uh, that's the ward that I'm employed on. And I have three days dedicated to the uni- at university. So at the moment, we are studying um, remotely, so online. But we have the opportunities to go into university um, and um, practice our practical skills to prepare us for placement when we do go in and do our practical placements in the trust. And when do they start, Sean? Does that work the same, like in terms of when the course starts, if you're doing an apprenticeship degree? It depends. It depends on what um, the university you go through and what trust you're working for. So it depends where your placements are and where you are in your home ward as such. So it's dependent. Dimple, do you need to specialise in a certain type of nursing? Because obviously there are so many different types. Or can you decide that later on, like if you were doing a traditional nursing degree? So that probably has two aspects to that. The first thing you want to decide is which uh, main branch of nursing you want to go into. So whether you want to go into children's nursing, mental health nursing, midwifery, um, or so on. But specialising anything further can definitely happen as you progress throughout that course and as you experience different placements um, that's when you'll learn actually what is it that I actually want to do. And um, what are you specialising in? I'm specialising in paediatric nursing, so children's nursing. Ah, yeah. What made you want to do that? Um, it's always been something that I've been passionate about. Ever since I was a kid, um, I've always wanted to do paediatric nursing. Um, I think I watched a Christmas programme with Noel Edmonds um, and it was with Make-A-Wish Foundation. Oh, yeah. And it was making those wishes come true for terminal ill children. And I remember even as a child thinking, I, I want to I want to do something that makes a difference and I want to help them. Oh, I, love I love that that was your motivation. I love that you've wanted to do it since you were a kid <laughs> as well. That's really, really sweet. Presumably the skills that you are gaining at the moment are transferable though. So if you change your mind about doing children's nursing and wanted to do something else, you'd be able to use those skills. Yes, um, there are lots of transferable skills. Um, and I think you just have to do uh, a top-up or conversion to um, be able to do 
mental health or, or adults, yeah. Sam, is that something that you would agree with? I know that you've been a nurse yourself and now you train other nurses. Are you able to take those skills into different areas? Yeah, absolutely. So like Dimple said, you can change it into different areas of nursing, like different specialities of nursing, but also transferable just to general life as well. Like you're going to learn the core things about like communication, interpersonal skills. And especially in terms of employability, if you if you decide to come out of that particular role, um, then, you know, just... Understanding people is really important. Emotional intelligence, yeah. self-awareness. Of course, you must really get stuck in learning person skills when you're working on a ward in a hospital. What is your social life like as a nurse student doing a degree apprenticeship? Uh, the social life is great. Actually, when I started uh, my program, um, it was um, in, still in the middle of COVID. So, uh, so social, uh, no one had a social life then. Yeah. <laughs> now that we have come out the other side of COVID, um, most recently I went to a comedy night and that was that was awesome, good fun. Um, it's just nice to get out, meet other people from the university who aren't on the same course as you. It's obviously a mixed age environment when you're actually working on a ward, isn't it? And yeah, high pressure, people working long hours and different shifts. Do the nurses manage to have much of a social life? Yeah, absolutely. I think we're quite famous for doing our good Christmas parties and summer events and things like that. But I think the good thing about being an apprentice as well is that you're an employee. So you've got that benefit of having that ward environment where you've got your colleagues there and you make really good friendships with your colleagues because you go through difficult times with them. You get a really good bond with them. So you tend to make friends for life when you're working on a ward area. Of course, you make friends for life at the university as well. Um, that you get that real good support and that connection. Dipper, what is the day in the life of a nursing apprentice like? Is it the same every day? Is it very varied? I think the most exciting thing about the apprenticeship is that it's never the same. Um, no day is the same, um, which is which is great because it means you're exposed to different uh, different patients, different specialities. Um, you meet different staff. Um, so I think it's great the fact that we never have the same day. Um, a day in the life of an apprentice, you have placements. You can be out on placements, meeting patients, working closely with uh, with your colleagues and um, and other nurses. Um, but you also get the university side as well so you've still got those assignments you've still got those exams they do not go away um but yes there's definitely something different every single day so do you work as a team quite a lot on your own a lot or is it a bit of a combination um, definitely a bit of a combination so as you as you develop and you gain skills uh, you'll be able to work um work alone um depending on what what tasks you've been allocated um but a huge amount of team and it's always a team effort. So you're working as a children's nurse, as a paediatric nurse. What did you do on that first day? I just imagine it must be so amazing but so strange to step onto a ward and be looking after patients straight away like that. Can you remember some of the first things that you had to do? Yeah, the first thing is probably the crisp white uniform. Oh, it's, it's, it's brand new and it's it's yeah so putting on that uniform putting your thumb watch on putting your name badge on um i think that's the way you kind of feel okay this is me I, i'm doing this it's my first day um but actually as soon as as soon as you go out and get your uh your handover you're met with loads of kind warm faces so the nursing staff they know you're a student they know it's your first day um so you start off with an orientation so you can recognize you get used to the environment that you're in um, and then you go through the the patients that you're going to be looking after that day. Sean, can you give us any examples of some of the stuff that students 
might be doing when they go out on day one on the show. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Give us the gory details. We don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could actually find yourself in an operating theatre. Wow. And actually, on the first day? Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And seeing an operation in, in as, it, as it happens. Wow. Absolutely. And that is pretty scary in some respects, but... You know, some some students will absolutely adore it and love it, but some students will be taken aback by it yeah. in terms of, wow, this is the first experience that we've had. But it's all about living that role and you're in it right at the deep end, right from day one. So it's brilliant. You can actually see all, all ranges of things. Have you had any moments, Dipper, where you've been like, Whoa! like you've gone home and been like, what's going on? <laughs> No, I'm the opposite. Oh, you love it. In the direction. My first ward was uh, a neurology ward. Um, so all to do with the brain. Um, and uh, one of the first patients I looked after had just recently had brain surgery. Wow. So they had a drain um, that was draining from the brain. Um, and one of the tasks for the day, not eye tasks, but one of the tasks for the day was to remove the drain from the brain. Wow. And that's something that the nurses um, all the ward yeah. would do. It was so interesting to see what they need to do to prepare to be able to do that task. So what they need to have ready, how they need to prepare the patient and also looking at um, what other. So we had a play specialist to help uh, distract the child whilst we did mm -hmm. the procedure. And then they got to watch the procedure and then we were able to talk about it afterwards um, to see why we did what we did, what we could learn, um, how we might do things differently. So it was it was extremely interesting. Wow, that's absolutely incredible. I mean, it's something that I can't fathom at all, but what amazing work. And if that's your passion and something that you really want to do, how exciting to get right in the action like that on day one. Let's talk a little bit about the support that you get then, because I'm sat here thinking, that sounds really scary. It's a high pressure environment. You don't want to make mistakes. This is people's lives that you're dealing with. How supported do you feel, Dimple, by the people around you do you have support both from university and from your workplace absolutely um i would say i feel extremely supported and there is an abundance of support um so there's a support on the kind of day-to-day -day level so with with the nurse that you're directly working with so they'd always be there as as a point of of contact and support equally from the education team within the trust uh, so the practice educators and practice facilitators, they're a great sense of support. Um, and then also your university, so going back to your link lecturers, they're a great source of support. And then you also have your peers. Um, and actually, we often rely on what each other um, to go through what we've been through that day um, and what we're finding most challenging or difficult. But I feel extremely um, supported when I'm when I'm out on, on placement. That's great. And Sam, obviously, you're in that educational team. How do you deal with it when, you know, perhaps a, a, an apprentice is a bit worried about something that's going on or if they make a mistake? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things for me is making sure I've got a really good communication with the university and the ward manager of that apprentice. It's like networking with them to make sure we're all essentially singing from the same hymn sheet. And the biggest thing, the biggest part of the world really for me is pastoral support. So making sure that if there's something that I can't deal with or I can't signpost them to, I know where to go for them. So it's been able to utilise other services and that's the benefit of the apprenticeship because they have us as employers and the universities, so that double aspect of support that they can access. It's a real intense um, nurturing process on the, on the apprenticeship. You've got the academic support that you need at university. Yeah. You've also got the work-based uh, element of support that you need. And you've got your tutorial type of pastoral type of support. And you've also got the, the, the big circle around you in terms of mental health support, academic support. If you've got learning issue, issues around learning like dyslexia or, yeah, yeah. or anything that causes you to, to find it really difficult to learn, 
there's a huge amount of support around that. And I'd encourage anybody to, to get onto an apprenticeship. You, if they're worried about their learning, you'll be supported really well. In the yeah. It's absolutely superb. And that's so important, especially for something like nursing, you know, it's important no matter what the career is, but especially with a career like nursing, you know, I imagine it can be really high pressure at times. If something particularly, um, uh, traumatic happens. Yes. We also have debrief sessions which allow you to, you know, go through what happened, um, and and yeah, and and, and learn from those situations. It's well. great. But looking at what went well, isn't it? Yeah. What didn't go so well and how can we change things and support each other to do things better next time? Yeah. Right. One of the mechanisms there is that that you've you've got collaborative learning that goes on as well. So you've got first year students learning from second year students, third year students teaching second year students and so forth. So it's a really nice sort of collaborative learning environment for yeah. students. I bet you're always learning, aren't you? Constantly. And it's also why that community is so important that we talked about earlier, why that social life and getting to know your peers is so important. Sean, in terms of what you're actually learning in the classroom, you know, on the course, does that differ to what you would learn if you're doing a traditional degree when you're doing a degree apprenticeship? Not really, no. You, you're actually learning the same sort of syllabus as such. Um, so the content is very much the same as if you were on the traditional degree route. Um, so that, that, that remains there. Um, but what you actually learn on the in the workplace is different in the sense that you wouldn't have had that so entrenched in your learning if you were on a traditional uh, learning pathway like a, a traditional uh, degree as such. So it's the learning that's different in the workplace. Do you gain experience in different areas of nursing or just the one that you've chosen to specialise in? Across the fields of nursing. So you get experience within mental health, learning disability, adult and child nursing. So across the four fields of nursing, you need to have placements within those four fields. And that's another great thing about nursing because you, you start to sort of then identify areas that you might want to specialise in in the future, which is superb. It's presumably simple. You just don't, until you really get there, you sort of know what you want to do, but until you get there and you're actually doing the work, yeah. you're not going to know what's suited to you. Yeah, absolutely. I think sometimes you go in with an idea um, and then you've had your first placement and then your head's gone in a different direction. You've had your second placement and actually you're like, oh, this is actually really interesting. Um, and I, I think that's quite nice because it's quite exciting. There's lots of different things um, that excite you. And also you learn things that you don't want to do or you don't particularly like. So you'd be like, actually, that wasn't for me. Um, and then you can go on to your next placement and find something that you love even more. Sam, do you learn anything different on the walls when you're doing an apprenticeship to if you were doing a traditional nursing degree? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the content of the programme at, um, at university, so the academic side of things, is relatively the same. But I think it's that learning style instead. So I think the most amazing thing about an apprenticeship is that it attracts the people that are better learning practically. So uh, nurses, okay. practical learners, they like to do things with their hands. They may not be the most academic. And that's what's so amazing about it, is that you can learn practically out in the clinical environment. And, you know, with the traditional route, yes, you get to go off on block placements and block university time. But when you do an apprenticeship, it can very much vary. So, for instance, Dimple, you do some block work, don't you? Whereas the apprentices I look after only go to university one day a week. If they're going to university for that one day a week, the rest of the time they're clinical in their environment. So anything they've learned at the university, they're literally putting into practice straight after. So what's block work then in comparison to that? So several weeks at a time at university. Right. So maybe completely out of the employment area and be at university for four, five, six weeks at a time and then going back to the clinical environment. So instead it's that it's that constant change. So you're on the ward, you're learning hands-on, learning from experienced nurses and other people in the team and going to university one day a week just to really, it's, it's called evidence-based. So we're embedding 
why we're doing things. Yeah. We don't just do things in nursing because somebody told us to do it. There's evidence around why we do it. So it's been able to tie those things together. I mean, there can be no better way to learn than to actually go in and, and do it that next day when you're learning it and actually do it on the job. And great, like Sam says, if you are somebody who perhaps isn't someone who has their head stuck in a textbook all the time, perhaps wasn't great at exams and coursework at school, but is just great at getting stuck into that job that they're really passionate about. Yeah, and I think the most amazing thing as well about an apprenticeship is because they're your employee, they bring back learning to the existing staff as well. Like we always say, don't be when you've done your nursing, every day is a learning day. Yeah. But apprentices will come back in and have learned something at university that a traditional nurse may have forgotten about. Like wow. you said, so they, they train you back. Yeah. They're like, oh, I've just done this. Do you yeah. know about this? Yes. Yeah. So it's like that two-way learning all of the time. Yeah, and really important because things will change all the time in the, in the medical world and great that you're getting those refreshers too. How do degree apprenticeships differ in the four corners of the UK? So Northern Ireland, Scotland, Wales and England. Yeah, there's apprenticeships available across the UK. So whether you're in Wales, Scotland, England or Northern Ireland, there's apprenticeships available. So an example would be slight difference in Scotland. They've got sort of three layers. They've got like a foundation apprenticeship, which is very much targeted towards uh, school children and uh, the older sort of, you know, I suppose, the final couple of years. And then you've got modern apprenticeships in Scotland, which are targeted towards 16 years of age and upwards, right to the oldest of individuals as such. And then you've got the graduate level of apprenticeships in Scotland. But they all they are all very, very similar, but slightly different in their forms in terms of layers and so forth. But uh, yeah, available everywhere in the Great, that's good to know. So it might just work slightly differently with fees and funding. The terms might be a little bit different, but they are available wherever you are in the UK. That's great. Sean, how do the fees and funding differ when you're doing a degree apprenticeship versus a traditional nursing degree? Well, the great thing about the apprenticeship route in terms of nursing is you get paid for it. Well, how about you, the, the whole apprenticeship is paid for you by the employer. So you're taking on to the apprenticeship, all the fees are paid for, you get a wage, you get holidays as well. You've got all of the benefits of being an employee, which is fantastic. It's almost like it was when the old traditional university degrees were paid for. Yeah. Um, through a sort of like bursary type of system. Well, that's all gone now. Um, so an apprenticeship's almost taken its place in a sense. Yeah. Because it's all paid for. So it's great because you don't have to worry about that financial cost that you have to it. I didn't know that these apprenticeships existed. It's amazing, Sam. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... For us, we have apprentices from the age of 17 all the way up to the age of 65. Wow. We have people who never, ever dreamed that they could be a university student and being able to have access to an apprenticeship allows them to have that dream. You know, I had one recently who said to me that she went to university, tried the traditional route, but just couldn't do it financially, had two children and then left. So didn't finish the qualification has worked as a healthcare assistant, like dedicated healthcare assistant for many, many years. The apprenticeship route was an opportunity for them. So their children went off to university themselves and she said, you know what, now's my time, <laughs> my time to fulfill my career. And that's what the apprenticeship allows that's for that. people to access it who wouldn't normally be able to. That's great, Dimple. That must have been a big selling point for you as well when you were deciding which route to go down. Absolutely. Um, knowing that it's all funded, which means you don't come out with a student debt at the end of it is a great thing. Um, but also these are things that, you know, I was on placement and um, was talking to some of the other students and they said, oh, what university are you with or what course are you doing? Um, and I mentioned that I was on the apprenticeship pathway and they said, oh, what does that, what does that mean? And I kind of summed it up to say, I get paid a full-time wage. They pay for all of my studies, which means I don't come out with a debt. Um, I'm also employed, so at the end of this, I have come out with four years of experience. Um, and he said, 
I didn't know that existed. Wow. Um, so yeah, I, I just think it's, for me, it's been a bit of a golden ticket. I feel like I've got this golden ticket um, into, into nursing. Yeah. Thank goodness you found out about it. Yeah. And I'd say as, um, as an apprentice, um, when I'm out on placement, with families and also with the nurses that I'm working with, there is this confidence in knowing that I'm an employee of the trust. Mm-hmm. So I have gone through the um, the same kind of induction procedure as anyone else working within the trust. So you know the policies, you know the procedures, you know the computer systems, you know how everything works. Um, and that gives you that advantage. Even even families are like, oh, you're a student. Oh, I'm an apprentice and I work in the trust. Um, and, and, and their perception changes of you, um, which has been an advantage to me when I'm caring for these families. Yeah, because of course you want to you want them to take you seriously. Absolutely. You want them to be like and to have confidence in. Yeah, I know you're still training, but don't worry, you're in you're in safe hands. Absolutely. Yeah, there might be people watching this or listening to this who want to be a nurse and they think there's a lot of pressure there. I don't want to make a mistake, especially perhaps when you're training and you're new and you don't know what you're doing because you haven't learned about it. Yeah, is that something that worries you, Dimple, making mistakes? Um, yes. Um, however, I feel very well supported. So one of the first uh, modules that we did. Um, was on the NMC code and we talked about what your what your roles are, what your responsibilities are, duty of candor, being open, being honest. Um, so, you know, we got a foundation and understanding of what what our position was when we were out in, on placement. Um, and also we work very closely with our supervisors. So um, we wouldn't be in a situation where we would... Um, be able to make these mistakes because we're under direct supervision and we're not working alone, um, solely alone. So I definitely feel very well supported. However, should something happen, I know exactly who to turn to, who to talk to and how to how to flag that and get support. What would be the consequences, Sam, if somebody made a, a mistake? I think it depends on the severity of the mis- mistake, essentially. Um, I think similar to what Dimple said, the one thing to remember is you're never solely alone. You may be doing something clinically on your own, but you're there as a big wider team and you're all responsible together. So it depends on what the severity of it is. But, you know, it's important to remember that we do all make mistakes. We are all human. No matter what level you are within your nursing field, you could be the most senior person on the ward that day. You could still possibly make a mistake because that's what makes us human, human factors at the end of the day. So I think it's been able to access support early if you feel you need to, if you don't feel quite right that day. And it could potentially lead to something that, you know, is a mistake. If you seek support early on, hopefully we can prevent it from happening. It's about competency as well. It's about identifying when something is safe to do something on their own. Yeah. But that builds up in layers over time. Yeah, of course. So it's not like you're just throwing it at the deep end, doing brain surgery on the first day. (laughs) None of that. Does the degree of apprenticeship in nursing translate into a job when you finished the apprenticeship, Sam? Yeah, so I think different employers do different things. But from from my perspective at my employer, we absolutely guarantee a job at the end of it for that apprentice. And it's part of our trust motto, which is we call grow your own. So what we want to do is have staff. There there are employees as apprentices. We want to grow them, support them and guarantee them a job at the end of it. It's their choice if they wish to, you know, go off to a different field or go off to a different area of nursing. But we'd hope that they have that real good element of support from day one during the whole of their apprenticeship, that they feel proud to stay working with their organisation. And that security is excellent, isn't it? That's not something that you would get in in, in some industries. 
and you're earning it at the same time. So yeah. that's great. It's absolutely super. In terms of the qualification, is is that the same as good as when you've done a degree apprenticeship as if you've just done a traditional degree in nursing? Is that the same piece of paper? I, it is in some respects, but I think that the employer would value a person who has an apprenticeship in some respects more yeah. because of all those skill sets that you build up and the understanding of how it is to practice with with colleagues, but practice for real life for all the the, the whole length of your, your apprenticeship in a sense. You're getting somebody who is really highly trained at the end of an apprenticeship not highly, just highly trained in skills, but highly trained in human sort of skills as well, the understanding of people, and that's invaluable. So that degree is still the same. You've still got that degree, but actually on top of it, you've got all of these skills and, and expertise as well, all this ex- experience that you've had actually on the wards. Do you have to stick to nursing once you've finished? Um, not necessarily. Um, I guess you could take, because it, it is a degree like any other degree, and you could use that to go on and study something something different. Um, however, I think I'll definitely be sticking to nursing. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and will you be sticking with children's nursing or might you go into another specialty? I think it'll still be definitely children's nursing. Oh, that's so nice. I love it when people feel like they've made the right decision. It's all going really well for them. But of course, you can change your mind, Sean. Is that okay? If, if you're you've chosen to specialise in a particular type of nursing, you're like, oh, actually, I think this other one's more for me. How how does that work in terms of fees and funding and practicalities? Yeah, you can you know you come to the end of your apprenticeship, you think, hang on, I think this might be the route to go down rather than this. Then yeah, absolutely. It depends on the trust that you're working for. There could be some jobs available that actually ask for previous experience, so you can use that previous experience then. Um, investigate that opportunity that's available. You can go into another degree. You can you can take some of those credits that you get from the from the degree and and then uh, sort of apply them and have say a year or two years off of a, another degree as such. So it sort of fast tracks you into another another career in terms of the learning that you've done previously. So it's, it's great opportunities. However, I'd support what Dimple was saying. Once you've done an apprenticeship and you've done your nursing apprenticeship, it generally it, you generally see people staying there because yeah. they, they love the experience. They want to progress, and that's when they learn. So that's a really good sign. If that if that is the case, if that happens a lot. Okay, well, if someone's watching this right now or listening to this and thinking, yeah, I'm sold, I want to do this. What makes a good nursing apprentice? What are employers really looking for, Sam? So I think from our point of view, it's somebody who really wants to be, uh, make a change, like make a positive change. You know, nursing is an ever-changing environment. We didn't, none of us signed up to be nurses knowing we were going to go through a global pandemic. So it's been able to be adaptable and to be able to adjust to things. We want people to be really passionate about caring for people. I think we, we often have a discussion, say, do apprentices or do people coming into the NHS, do they have to have compassion already or is it something that they can learn? And I think personally, from an employer point of view, I think somebody's got to have that little element of compassion there and then we can grow and build on it. But we're just really looking for people that want to drive change forward and make a positive impact. Yeah. You want people that hurt, they, they, they want to, what you said, Sam, is just making a difference to other people's lives, especially when those lives, that are, you know, those individuals are the most vulnerablest in their, in their time and yeah. such. It's making that difference. And people that are kind, caring, will make a difference. I want to do good, fantastic, hard work and motivated. Oh, lovely, lovely people like Dimple. That's so nice, isn't it? You can tell you're caring. You've got a caring face. And also a very beautifully made up face. It should be it should be mentioned. What things can people be doing now to sort of get ahead and make sure they really stand out when they apply? So I think for me, it's making sure they've got the basic eligibility criteria. So the maths and English qualifications put them in really good stead. 
So um, for us as an employer, it's the GCSEs um, 9 to 4 or the old A to C scheme or even level 2 in functional skills, just that really good foundation of maths and English. And then having some experience as a healthcare assistant, I think for me personally, the best nurses I've ever worked with are those that have been healthcare assistants themselves because they understand the whole holistic aspect of caring for patients. We're not afraid, you know, to help the patient go to the toilet or to give them a wash and things like that. And they make the best nurses. So having that healthcare assistant experience before coming on to an apprenticeship is really invaluable. Do you need to have experience in, in nursing in, as a healthcare assistant or something else? I think it, it depends on which apprenticeship you're going for. If you're going on to one such as the Trainee Nursing Associate Apprenticeship, which is a route into nursing, um, yes, you would need 12 months of experience, but the level of experience can differ. So depending on what organisations or employers want, um, but we just ask for you to have been a healthcare assistant in sort of any aspect of, of clinical area. So it could be in a hospital, could be caring for a patient in a nursing home or even in their own home. And how can you get that experience then? So if someone's listening to this thinks, oh, I have nothing at all, what can, what can they do now? How can they get that experience? Yeah, so every, every organisation is different about what they look for. For us, there's, you know, apprenticeships you can do before nursing apprenticeships. So you can do apprentice healthcare assistant. So that's the real entry level into nursing apprenticeships, essentially. It's that good foundation of, and you can come into that with no previous experience at all. Great. And um, as long as you want to have, potentially have a career within nursing or within healthcare, it's that good foundation level. So you can do an apprenticeship. Yeah, and I suppose this, the key thing is that they're looking for are people skills. Yeah. So people that have perhaps been in leisure or hospitality or, you know, hair and beauty or, you know, those are sort of people orientated roles. If you can get individuals that are great people persons, then fantastic. We'll, they'll grab them at the first yeah. opportunity yeah. because they've got great skills. Oh, that's so nice. Dimple, what was your experience beforehand? Did you do anything in particular to prepare for this apprenticeship? Um, so I did my GCSEs at school. Um, I went on to um, college. I did health and social care. At college um, and I enrolled on the traditional route of nursing so via the degree uh, pathway and I just felt it didn't fit my style of learning okay. and it just wasn't right for me. You're more of a practical hands-on learner right? Yeah absolutely and so I took some time out um, and that's when I um, was looked for a job and I found a job at Great Ormond Street as a healthcare assistant um, and it's um, through that journey and becoming a healthcare assistant um, and actually seeing that actually this is still something I'm really passionate about doing although that pathway didn't work for me this is something that I'm still passionate about um, and that's where I came across the apprenticeship pathway um, and felt that it's better suited me um, and I'm now currently two years into my four-year program so I'm halfway through. Yay! That's amazing what a great story. Anyone who is listening watching um, it is there. There is there is a route out there for you, so it's just finding what best works for you. Yeah, that's really great. I love that because we need people like you working at Great Ormond Street Hospital. It's so great that you're so passionate about it and you're able to do it in the way that works for you. Um, Sam, what kind of questions would you ask in an interview? What do people need to be thinking about when it comes to that stage? Yeah, so absolutely. I think the biggest thing is having an idea of where they want their career to go. It doesn't mean that they have to go that way because like you said, when you do placements and you open up your eyes to other fields of nursing, you might change your mind. But having an idea of what your end goal potentially could be, whether that's being a ward manager or being a specialist nurse or anything like that, just showing that passion. I think it's important to, for people to think about how they're going to juggle things. So academic, work life, home life, social life. So having good organisational skills, being 
ready to sort of knuckle down and do hard work because I think it's fair to say an apprenticeship is hard work, isn't it? Really hard work, but extremely rewarding. And it's about looking at what do they think is going to be the most enjoyable aspect and what do they think could be a challenge. Amazing. Really, really great tips. And Dimple, it's all going so well for you. You're halfway through, you're loving it. You want to stick with it. Have you got any final tips for anybody watching this or listening to this? Um, definitely time management is, like we've mentioned, time management, managing your time. Um, but have fun. Enjoy it. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the journey. Um, that, that would be my best tip. Well, that's a lovely bit of advice. Sean, anything from you? Yeah, take every opportunity comes and grab it with both hands because they're invaluable experiences. Beautiful stuff. It's so great to hear you talking so passionately about something that is just so, so important. Great work, guys. Thank you. Um, thank you so much to our guests today, Sean, Sam and Dimple, for their amazing tips and insights. We hope that you've enjoyed looking into the exciting future of a nursing apprenticeship. If there are different sectors you're still thinking about, though, don't forget to check out our other episodes. We take a look into industries like law, engineering, creative and design and loads more. A huge thank you to you for tuning in and we hope you've got everything you need to help you get ahead with your degree apprenticeship. See ya! Hi, Sam from UCAS here. While that episode was packed with great info and insight about apprenticeships, and if you're thinking about an apprenticeship, here are my top tips of what to do next. Firstly, remember you can apply to both university and college courses and apprenticeships, so why wouldn't you? Keep your options open, do your research, and make those applications. If you've started a university and college application, your grades, your experiences, the skills you might have referenced in your personal statement can all be used to help you write your CV. Just remember when you're listing those skills to make sure you've got examples to demonstrate how you can actually use them, particularly if you get an interview. Look at lots of vacancies for job descriptions so you know the kinds of tasks and responsibilities that you're going to need to do and be sure to put as much research as possible into the employer. It's really important you know the sort of environment you're gonna be working in. You need to tailor your covering letters and your CVs, and this will help you show your enthusiasm, particularly at interview. Check out Career Finder for our vacancies, but also look at local job sites, LinkedIn, socials. There'll be some fantastic opportunities available in your local and regional areas. It's not just corporate companies that offer apprenticeships. And remember, not everyone is going to call it a higher or a degree apprenticeship. Some will just refer to the levels. So keep your eyes peeled for level four to level seven apprenticeship. Level four is the equivalent to the first year of university and a level seven is the equivalent to a master's. Be sure to ask your employer if there's the opportunity though to move up through the levels if you'd like to work towards a full degree. Don't forget, you can find out about other industries with Katie by heading to ucas.com, YouTube, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform.